Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally-owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Did any of you watch the AAF? Uh, Danny G, did you watch? No, and I'm upset that I didn't. Had I known what time it started, I would have watched. So for whatever reason, I don't think it was advertised very well. I I agree with you. (laughs) I think there were a lot of people out there that are hearing this right now. And again, that's why I think it's so intriguing that it beat the NBA head-to-head, CBS versus ABC, because I think there were a lot of people out there that didn't know about it at all. Uh, Eddie Garcia, did you watch? I did watch the first half of the San Antonio Commanders-San Diego Fleet game. Which sounds funny to say, (laughs) I know, all these different teams. But what did you think of the quality of play? Uh, I thought it was pretty mediocre. Mediocre meaning like, uh, see, here's my thing in general. I have thought for a long time that if you took AAA baseball players and you put them in major league baseball uniforms, that people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between that and major league baseball. In other words, the overall quality of play would not be significantly different enough. One of the reasons why we think players are really good is because we're used to seeing those players and we know their names. Did you know any of the players that were on the field? Uh, I, I recognize the name of the quarterback for San Diego, Mike Bercovici from yeah, he Arizona, was at Arizona State. State back yeah. in the day. Yes. Yeah, I did not. I had no clue who the other quarterback was for San Antonio. Never heard of him before. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, Dub? Did you watch any of this? 
I absolutely did watch my San Antonio Commanders take care of business against the San Diego Fleet. Absolutely. Were you planning to watch it, or did you see it on social media and just flip over and end up watching? I saw it earlier on in the day, so then I planned it from there. So uh, in the morning I saw it, and so uh, I made some plans and arrangements to be able to watch it. Now that game was on what, Sunday? That was Saturday, Saturday. night. Saturday night. Which The game that was on Saturday night that was the primetime game on CBS was the Spurrier game, right? Orlando against whoever it was? I believe they were playing Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, Orlando, Atlanta. I think that was the game that I was – see, I went back and watched all the highlights – and so I've got all the games like crossed over now in my head. Uh, what about you, uh, Sam? Is in for Roberto? Oh, I was saying, did you watch any of this? I did not. Um, did, but did you were you aware it was going on? Yes, yes. Um, but I work overnights on the weekends, so I was uh, snoozing at that point. But uh, I think that it beat the NBA in ratings because things that are novel just tend to garner more eyes. I think that we'll see the ratings go down, um, especially when you see a lot of these like. 40 to 6 scores and then you get like a 15 to 13. They need scores like 28 24, 31 24. You need close games, but I get I also get that the uh the league is just getting started and these guys are getting a feel for it. So Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually think the numbers could go up next week cuz I think there Do are you? a lot yeah, I I think there are a ton of people out there that are listening to us right now that had no idea this league was starting, that had no idea it was on. And they just kind of caught it. Maybe you saw it. It was trending on social media. Maybe you were just flipping around. And uh, like I know, for instance, that when I uh, got home, so I was uh, down in Florida this weekend. When I got home on Sunday night, my oldest was like, oh, I'd like to watch that and see, uh, you know, what this football league looks like. And something simple like, you know, I went into Comcast and I put on, you know, how you can, if you have Comcast, you can hit the C button and it'll show you all the sporting events that are going on. Like it wasn't in the sport, it wasn't in that window, right? There's no tab for the AAF so that I could see if there were games going on Saturday or Sunday. You had to know this game was going on. You had to seek it out. <clears throat> and I think simple things like that. I was talking earlier about I went in because I was curious what the scores were and kind of what the stats look like. And ESPN's app doesn't have a tab to allow me to watch the AAF or to even see what the highlights are. Those are things that need to get reconciled. I'm curious what everybody else is saying out there. Let me start taking some of your calls. Uh, let me start with uh, Skip in L.A. Skip, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Excellent. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just have a quick question. Like, they should, uh, or a comment, they should uh, make it more like baseball and like have a minor league system and have uh... – the young backup quarterbacks that they draft have them play in that league. Because obviously the NFL has something to do with it if they're showing on their network, right? Yeah, look, I, I think – thanks for the call. I, I don't think that's a bad idea where you have an affiliation with an NFL team um, and uh, if you have guys who are on your practice squad or guys who maybe didn't quite make your team or uh, that you just want to season almost in the same way – they did back in the day with the, I think it was the World League of American Football, right? The games they played in Europe. Um, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I, I think that could definitely make sense and it would give people rooting interest. Um, Steve in Ohio. What's up, Steve? Hello. Yes. Hi, Clay. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, doing well. What's up? Uh, nothing, man. I was just thinking about your take this morning on the AAF. And uh, I believe that, uh, you know, they could take a page out of the baseball playbook, uh, in the minor league system. Uh, however, I also believe that they would have to, you know, train those guys kind of like the baseball, uh, 
teams do year round. You know, those guys are the minor leaguers are invited in and they participate in spring training. Um, you know, and the rosters are expanded there in the beginning of spring training so that the guys, the younger guys can get that experience and then they call them down to the minors. So I guess it's kind of like a touch and go feel for this new league. We'll see what happens. What do you think? Uh, thanks for the call. I, I think that, that there are a lot of guys who want to continue to play in the NFL and may not be able to put together uh, the, the, the tape. They may not get the opportunity. I think a spring league makes a ton of sense for these guys because you could play the entire spring league and then go into the NFL for training camps. I, I think that makes uh, a world of difference for these guys to be able to put themselves on tape against other talented, you know, just below NFL caliber athletes. Uh, Jared in Kansas City. What's up, Jared? Hey, not much. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching the game. Uh, I we got uh, the San Antonio San Diego game, and there was some nice hits in that game. Some big plays. I I I liked it. I mean, I'm a huge football fan, and I agree with some of the callers. They should like make uh, these teams in the AAF like affiliated with like some of the NFL teams, kind of like what the NWSL does. Uh, the women's professional soccer league some of those teams are like affiliated with uh, the MLS team so yeah. why not do it yeah thanks for the call I, I think that they're, what they're waiting to see is whether or not the spring league works but I think that could make a lot of sense Chad in Missouri what's up Chad hey Clay thanks for taking my call I love your show listen to you on the way to the gym every morning appreciate um, that I just wanted to comment on the NBA versus the uh, AAF yeah I just think besides the, you know the United States loving football I mean the NBA's become a player sport instead of a team sport who can sell the most shoes. Yeah. And uh, people are just intrigued by football. I'd like to see ESPN and Yahoo get on and open up some fantasy leagues for this AAF. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that that's hardcore if you're getting fantasy league football uh, in, in the mix. I also think this is significant because the NBA, I think there are a lot of people out there who feel like the NBA is so bludgeoned over our heads and promoted to such an extent because ESPN spent way too much money for the NBA, and so they promote it like crazy. I mean, you can't put on an ESPN broadcast of anything without the NBA being promoted an insane amount. I'd love to see the data, but I watched uh, the UVA-Duke game was my primary focus on uh, on Saturday from like whatever it was, 5 to 7 o'clock uh, my time, 6 to 8 o'clock uh, East Coast. And I bet they promoted the NBA more during the Duke-UVA game, which actually got more viewership than any NBA game. Uh, the, the game on Saturday night between Duke and UVA had more viewers than the NBA game did. But I felt like I was watching an NBA game the way they promoted it. And by the way, Zion and Duke were pretty phenomenal. They made outside shots, which has been the one thing that people have said about Duke all season. They have a huge Achilles heel. They can't make outside shots. They were draining them in. And that was the difference. I mean, they took care of UVA, now swept them on the season. Rough week for the state of Virginia. You got your entire political process falling apart. Uh, the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and then also your team uh, the, in Charlottesville gets their ass kicked uh, at home. Mike in Omaha, Nebraska. What's up, Mike? What's up? Um, I just, I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of the new football league, but I was reading an article in my local paper. They have. I want to say at Salt Lake anyway, have like four ex-Nebraska Cornhuskers on it. And the way they were describing this league, they said there's no kickoffs. If you score, you get it on the other team's 25. 
and you have to go for two after every yep. score. And I didn't watch any of that, but uh, I, I, I think kind of, I think kind of. Did you know what oh, was I'm going sorry, on kind of, prior to the games actually taking place? No, I did not. I just kind of heard about it from guys at work. I worked the night shift last night, and yep. I go, oh. And I, saw, I didn't even know anything about it until last night. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I think there are – one of the fun things about minor league football is you basically get a laboratory. And you can determine maybe there's a rule that makes more sense, and they get to check it. I thought there were several things that were great about uh, about the AFL. One, I like the idea of not kicking extra points. You have to go for two after every touchdown. I think that's just more entertaining. The extra point, even when it's moved back in the NFL, has, I think, just become not as entertaining of a part of the game as going for two. So I like the fact that you have to go for two. I also like how open they are with the instant replay review. You can hear the uh, instant replay judges talking. It takes it out of like this mysterious room where you're like, hey, what's going on? Puts it directly front and center for you. I don't dislike the taking away of the uh, of the kickoff either. Um, I also love that they knocked 30 minutes of commercials out of this game. So ideally, the games last two and a half hours instead of three hours, which means, frankly, that the game just feels like it moves faster. I think that's a good addition as well. They have a lot of short commercial breaks as opposed to the long ones that you often get used to uh, in the NFL. Uh, Elvin in uh, Salt Lake City. What's up, Elvin? How are you? Excellent. So, what I wanted to comment on this was, uh, you know, I like that the new aspect of it because, uh, yeah, it did seem to overshadow the basketball, but I feel basketball lost a lot of viewers over the years with everybody becoming, you know, pansies to say. And, I mean, I think a little extra competition would be better to, you know, increase the competitive nature. And if you got a bunch of hungry guys out there playing for a position on a team or – you know, hope for the opportunity to move up a league. I do believe uh, you should have promising results. Yeah, thanks for the call, uh, Nick in Kansas City. What's up, Nick? Uh, yeah, I didn't really watch the game myself, but I, I came across a, uh, a YouTube clip, and I haven't seen a hit on a quarterback yeah. like that. Berkovici got destroyed. Helmet came flying off. I mean, it was uh, it was 1980s era football. Uh, there's no doubt. No flag. Uh, and, and you were like, man, I'd like to watch this just based on that hit? Oh, yeah. That, that hit was like, it, it, it sold me. Yeah, it sold you. Uh, there were a lot of people tweeting out that hit. It was definitely on social media everywhere. Uh, Berkovici, who went to Arizona State, basically got decapitated uh he was fine but boy it was a hell of a hit jj in uh indiana what's up jj coming home with a cup of coffee listen you guys appreciate the show as always really quick uh, just asking on this league is it an affiliate of the nfl maybe like a feeder because it is going close into the combine and i hear names like trent richardson playing in this league and are they probably using this league more like a practice as far as the procedures like uh what you guys are talking about where you can hear the officials going over the instant replays and the reviews and everything like that, maybe like a, uh, a model to practice on to see if they can transition it into the NFL. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think the, it's a good question. I think the NFL is cautiously optimistic about spring football, but I don't think they want to jump all in. I think the NFL still misses the World League of American football because they developed so much young talent in those European football league. Remember back in the day, uh, the league that they played in Europe was the idea being that it was a minor league of the NFL and 
that guys could go play and get seasoning and uh, you could develop some talent and figure out whether or not these guys could grow into contributors in the NFL level. I think there's that desire about these minor leagues uh, in football as well. I think we have audio, for those of you who didn't watch, of what it sounded like while there was an instant replay review going on. Listen to this. Tell me that it doesn't make you feel like things are a little bit more uh, open in terms of the process. The ball hits the ground. I'm going to let this stand. Terry Valenti, the replay He's rolling official. on the ground. He's using the ground to keep it in there. The, ball, the ground helps him. We're going to let it stand. So she's going to agree with the call on the field. No touchdown. She feels that the ground helped the catch at He's the end of the catch. definitely touched. Ball is down on the ground sliding. Wait a minute, one second. We've got an elbow down. It's got it and touched. Nope, we're going to overturn this and reverse this to a catch in the end zone for a score by Orlando. He's got possession. He tucks it in. His elbow hits. The ball is in control in his arms. We've got a score. That's pretty cool. Uh, I thought. I mean, I think it takes it out of the conspiracy laden. Oh, somebody's trying to look out for this team or that team. If they bring you the actual audio of the instant replay official reviewing the play, saying what the call is, as opposed to we get silence, which is what the NFL does now, right? You get silence and then until the NFL official turns his mic on and announces what the play's outcome is going to be, It's all just discussion from inside the booth waiting to see what the appropriate call is. And I think there are a lot of people out there, regardless of of who you root for, that actually find that to be a lot more open and uh, and real than than just kind of having the voice of God suddenly come out with the official announcing the play. I think that was really intriguing and an interesting. That's why I said this minor league can kind of be a laboratory for the NFL to see how some ideas pan out. And uh, I thought that one was pretty intriguing. Tyler in Minnesota. What's up, Tyler? Hey, good morning, Clay. How are you? Excellent. Good. So at, before the game started, Bill Polian talked a little bit about you know what he would like his, his the big picture of this to be would be to have an NFL team say, all right, AF, here's your here's your NFL practice squad. Now, take these guys, um, season them, turn them into pros. I think that that idea could work uh, towards having affiliate teams with NFL teams. Now, as far as the game goes and the instant replay you guys were talking about, if this league does pick up steam and become something that you know bridges a gap between NFL seasons for us, I would just hate for it to lose. You know, some of the things that, that do make it different, such as, you know, tuning us into instant replay officials and things like that. So, um, bigger picture, it would be cool if they did affiliate with NFL in the future. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think next year it'll be a challenge to see how the AFL, AFL, you know, they need to knock out one of the A's, first of all, um, and uh, the AAFL and the XFL do with both playing two different leagues. I almost feel like I was texting with uh, with an executive at Fox, and he was like, man, maybe they should play a championship game between the AAFL and the XFL. I feel like they should merge at some point, and there should be one spring football league that people are able to watch. Brian in Orlando. What's up, Brian? 
Hey, good morning, Clay. Hey, look, I actually, down here in Orlando, I found myself at a sports bar on Saturday night. I'll tell you how, how great my life is. But anyway, I'm at a sports bar watching this game. And I got to admit, for the Orlando market, and maybe it's just because we're in a uh, a football crazy state. We don't have a professional football team. You know, we got a subpar pro basketball team. Um, it was really marketed well. I thought they did a great job of the local sports station letting people know this was happening. Uh, there were billboards for about months, two months out. Of course, we got Steve Spurrier, big time. You know, that is big too, uh, especially in yeah. the state of Florida to have Steve Spurrier as your coach. And I got to admit, I love seeing him on the sideline coaching. Exactly. You know, and first play out the box, he's throwing deep 30 yards down the field. So, I mean, you had about 20-something thousand at UCF Stadium to watch this. And, you know, I'll tell you, obviously, as I'm at the bar sitting there by myself, and this is a place where I normally go to watch NFL games, right? So, obviously, as I'm watching people come in, they kind of see that there's a game on. They're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And then you know, I'm listening to people around me kind of explain, you know, oh, yeah, this is a minor league team. You can do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, as far as far as the action, I swear, if you didn't, if you knew the players, you would say I didn't see any difference between maybe a mid-leveled, high-tier college game and what I saw today yeah. or in that in, on on Saturday. And I think as this grows with name recognition and some guys. It will it will get bigger, especially in these particular markets. And and like you said, the question is, which national media outlets give you those score updates? Because I saw, I think it maybe was your tweet about, hey, where do you see the live scores? Or maybe it was somebody else. And I started scouring, and that's when I realized, oh hell, I can't find the yep. score updates until you go to their actual website. That's where you found it. Yeah, that was crazy to me. So. Thanks for the call. I appreciate the on the on the field uh, reaction down there in one of the cities. Earl in Orlando wants to weigh in as well. Earl, what's up? Hey, good morning, Clay. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I was at that game, and I'm telling you, even though it was only twenty something thousand people, you felt like it was a full stadium. Just how excited people were to have that type of football, and I think it's a great idea to take away the kickoff and the extra point. One, if you're going to use it as a minor league, it gives you an opportunity to make sure no one gets hurt over those type of things. That's where you lose the most players on those two type of um, plays. So I think it's really smart for them to take those things away. The other thing that I think is the way they did market, it's amazing how involved they had the local community. Um, they came to my job. They set up booths. Steve came out and did um, pictures. Um, it's a really, really um, great opportunity for people to maybe make it to the NFL. Even if they don't, it's giving these kids um, or guys a chance to make, make some money, um, build something for Orlando especially. Um, I was born here, and I've been dying to have a football team that actually makes it. And them playing at UCF Stadium really um, brings it home too because – we're trying to build this school, even though we're one of the larger schools. We just don't have the following that we need, and I think this will help. Yeah, thanks for the call. Let me. Uh, we're continuing to take your calls. If you guys want to weigh in, we're talking about the AAF. 
uh, 877-996-6369, debuted and beat the NFL head-to-head. I'm going to tell you about the impact potentially I could see for college football because that's one thing that I think a lot of people wanted to discuss. How does this impact not just the NFL but also college football? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So we're talking about the debut of the AAF, taking your calls, 877-996-6369. Poll question also up, did you watch any of the AAF, the new minor league football games, this weekend? Uh, You can go vote in that at Clay Travis. Find me on Twitter there. Um, And I think this is actually really intriguing. Some people said, okay, well, I'd like to have these teams connected to the NFL, uh, teams as a minor league and I can certainly see how that could make some sense also a lot of questions about well how does this impact college football with both the AAF and the upcoming XFL spring football leagues the XFL has been pretty uh, pretty straightforward about this they're going to recruit guys who are 18 and 19 years old to join their league and I actually think this could have a substantial impact on college football because I think there are a lot of guys out there who go off to play college football that have zero interest at all in being in college. And so if you gave them a choice, hey, you can make $100,000 right now playing minor league football at 19 or 20 years old, or you can go to college football, I think a lot of them would say, hey, I'll take hundred grand. I, I really do. And um, I think if they really got aggressive, if the XFL did, Imagine if they started trying to recruit guys that you knew were going to be first-round picks in the NFL, but they weren't eligible for a couple of years to join the NFL. Let me give you an example. What if the XFL decided, hey, Trevor Lawrence, we'll give you a big contract, a couple of million dollars guaranteed, and we'll let you sign any sponsorship deals that you want to. We know you're going to be the overall number one pick in the NFL draft, are you interested in leaving Clemson early and making a few million dollars to play football at 19 or 20 years old until you're eligible to become an NFL player? Now, maybe a guy like Trevor Lawrence doesn't take it because he thinks that the coaching he's going to get at Clemson and being on a college campus and all those things are good for him. But I bet there are a lot of guys out there who would say, you know what, why wouldn't I make a few million dollars if you're a high-level potential first-round draft pick or several hundred thousand dollars if you're a guy who's eventually going to go into the NFL and not have any obligation to go to class at all and just be able to focus full-time on being a professional football player. I would think there are a lot of guys that would be interested in that. I also don't think that's bad because a lot of you are immediately right now saying, well, I think that would be bad for the college football game. I don't know necessarily that it would at all for a couple of reasons. One, most people root for college football teams because of the names on the front of the jersey, not the names on the back of the jersey. So you're rooting for Clemson or Alabama or Michigan or USC or whoever the school is because of the name on the front much more than the name on the back. Secondly, I think this really cleans up college football in terms of people saying, well, these guys should get paid. Uh, Well, if you want to get paid, you can go get paid. Go to the minor league football league. You don't have to wait around for three years to go pro. Right now in the NFL, they require you to be three years out of high school before before you can get drafted. 
I think it cleans up college football a lot because suddenly people out there who are saying, oh, they should pay these players, they don't have that concern. Moreover, you could go theoretically straight from finishing a college football season into a training camp for either the AAF or the XFL. So let's say you complete uh, your sophomore year and you've played two years of college football and you're like, you know what? I've got to sit out another year, but I'm ready to go pro. What if you could sign and get a couple million dollars in order to go straight to the AAF to play for a year? Because think about it. What's typically going to make people watch this league is the quarterback position, just like it is in the NFL. If you knew that you could watch a big-time quarterback prospect who was potentially going to be in the NFL next year in the AAF, would you watch? I think there are a lot of people who would. Or in the XFL, I think that could make a lot of sense. So while I think some people might be nervous about the impact overall in college football, I think this could be good because it would mean the people who go to college football actually have some interest, at least a little bit, in going to school and combining that with football. Whereas if you don't want to do it at all, okay, go pro. And don't make the charade of college football and academics and being a student athlete even exist. Go ahead and go straight pro. And are there a lot of guys out there who'd make a couple hundred thousand dollars and feel like they were getting a good deal and instead of going to school? I think so. More of your calls, more reaction next on OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> 
And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're talking about the debut of the AAF. But, man, one guy who's not going to be playing in the AAF, he's Dwayne Haskins, quarterback for Ohio State, probably going to be a first-round draft pick alongside, I think, Drew Locke and Kyler Murray for sure. Maybe Will Greer sneaks in at the end of the first round as well. Duke's quarterback who's coming out early. All those guys potentially top-of-the-level quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft at the end of April. Look, I do 15 hours of live radio. I do five hours a week of live television. I also do Periscope and Facebook, and I write. There's probably very few people who produce more original sports content, maybe no one in the entire country right now than me. And as part of that, I know it's tough, right? You got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of things to stay on top of. But my God, Stephen A. Smith, who is holding out hope, and I hope he gets it. Look, I root for everybody to get uh, as much money as they possibly can. Stephen A. Smith is going out there right now. He wants to make $10 million a year in the next contract he gets. He, We had him talking about uh, the breakdown when he said Hunter Henry versus uh, in, in, the, in the, the playoff game, or no, I guess it was the end of the regular season between the Chargers and the Chiefs. He said Hunter Henry was going to be a key. Well, Hunter Henry was on uh, injured reserve for almost the entirety of the year. And now he's breaking down Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. This happened on ESPN's Airwaves on Friday, I believe. If you haven't heard this, listen to this. This is Stephen A. Smith breaking down Dwayne Haskins. 
Haskins is no joke as well. I know that he's bigger. He can make all the requisite throws on the NFL level. He played for a big-time program at Ohio State. I just find him to be more of a runner than a thrower. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I find. Stephen A. Smith says that Dwayne Haskins is more of a runner (laughs) than a thrower. Let me give you a couple of stats. Haskins last year passed for nearly 5,000 yards and ran for 108 yards on 79 attempts, an average of 1.4 yards per rush. I don't believe you can have the opinion that Stephen A. Smith just had and have watched a single Ohio State football game all year. Dwayne Haskins might be the least athletic quarterback <laughs> in the NFL this year. All right, so a couple of questions for you out there. I'm going to open up the phone lines, but I want to start with the crew. 877-996-6369. Is this, what do you expect from your quote-unquote sports experts? I'm not saying that every opinion I have on this show is flawless and perfect, but I don't think I've ever said anything as off base as what Stephen A. Smith just said about Dwayne Haskins. Again, let's play that one more time if we could. You just heard me say the guy threw for nearly 5,000 yards. He isn't a mobile quarterback at all. In fact, he can barely run. He's much more of a statue, more of a uh, Byron Lefwich than he is a uh, Michael Vick by far, right, if you want to compare him only to black quarterbacks. But I think he's actually the least athletic quarterback of all the guys out there. I think Will Greer is more mobile. It's not like Will Greer is known as a great mobile guy. Drew Locke is a lot more athletic than Dwayne Haskins. Certainly, we know Kyler Murray, who's able to run all over the field and make plays, is a different kind of caliber of athlete. Kyler Murray, basically Doug Flutie reincarnate, reincarnated. Uh, but, uh, but, let's, uh, but let's listen to this audio clip one more time. Play it. Haskins is no joke as well. I know that he's bigger. He can make all the requisite throws on the NFL level. He played for a big-time program at Ohio State. I just find him to be more of a runner than a thrower. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I find. All right, so I do 15 hours of radio a week. I do five hours of television a week, plus what I do on Periscope and Facebook, and plus what I write. I think I probably almost in the country am more uniquely suited to break this down than almost anybody. This is inexcusable. There is no way that you can make this error if you are in Stephen A. Smith's position. By the way, the setup was they were debating Kyler Murray versus Dwayne Haskins. So they know exactly what they're going to talk about. For people who don't do television, everything in television is like a script, right? It's like a play. You don't necessarily have lines, certainly, but you know what you're going to talk about. If you watch my show Lock It In in the afternoons on television – We have a script, a setup out of the A block, we call it, the first segment. We know the first five topics, what they're going to be. And I can call for a graphic to support that. In television, it is all very scripted in the way that you're going to talk. Not necessarily that you're reading like and you have memorized lines, nothing like that. But hey, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, LeBron James going up against, uh, I I don't know, the the 76ers, which just happened over the weekend, Lakers, Sixers. We don't do that at all on radio. Some people probably in radio, I don't know, Danny G, you've worked with a lot of people in radio, may send out like a, hey, here's the 12 topics we're going to talk about and here's the order we're going to talk about them. I never do that because I want to be flexible and I want to adjust in real time. I come in with three or four topics that I think are potentially interesting for a show day and then just kind of roll with them. 
uh, as the show progresses and get a good read on it. When you guys, I want to bring in the crew because you guys work in this space too. When you hear Stephen A. Smith give that opinion, first of all, I think it's indefensible because he knew exactly what they were going to be talking about. Secondly, all you have to have done is watched one half of an Ohio State football game this year to know that Dwayne Haskins is not a runner. Third, and I really do believe this, I think he's saying that because Dwayne Haskins is a black quarterback. Racist. And I think, in all honesty, I think if a white guy said this, there would be an outrage in the Twitter streets, everywhere else people would be saying, oh, this is why black quarterbacks can't get a fair shot, even when a guy is not a mobile quarterback at all. And in fact, like I said, I think Dwayne Haskins probably the worst athlete of any of the available top first-round caliber quarterbacks in terms of his mobility and his speed and his ability to move outside the pocket. So I think all those things are true. If you watch Drew Locke play, even if you watch Will Greer play, I saw more mobility out of both those guys. Drew Locke's actually a really good athlete. Um, and uh, and I think Will Greer's more mobile than Dwayne Haskins is. We know Kyler Murray is. Uh, and we know I think it's Jones from Duke, uh, I believe, also is as well. So when you hear that, Danny G, what's your thought? shake my head national sports is hard because you need to know a little bit about a lot of things correct but that doesn't give him any excuse because of his paycheck you have to do the work you have to at least watch as much sports as the casual fan now i'm a huge nfl nba major league baseball guy college football wasn't big on my go-to list until i started working on this program I knew, you know, I know Clay loves college football. He's going to talk about college football more than your average radio show. So four years ago, I really dug in and started paying attention to college football. Not being a college football guru, I saw three Ohio State games last season. I know that Haskins threw for, what, almost 50 touchdowns and is known for his Nearly 5,000 yards last year. And when this dude drops back, he basically stands uh, upright. He's a statue. Uh, Yes. So as a casual football fan, a college football fan, I should say, I'm obsessed with NFL, but just a casual college football fan who now pays attention for work, I know more than Stephen A. Smith, and I get paid a percentile of his check. So, yeah, it's annoying to a lot of us. And it's not just him either. It's that he has an entire staff on television designed to help him. That's how television works. I always say there's a reason why people don't go television to radio to writing. If you follow career trajectories, I know we got a lot of young guys and girls who go into school in the morning, you're riding with your parents, and you're thinking, oh, I'd like to make a living in sports one day. I always say the foundation which you should pursue is writing. Read as much as you can, write as often as you can, because writing is the most difficult of the disciplines to learn. There are lots of people who have gone writing to radio to TV. I'm not saying it's easy to do or that each doesn't have its own unique difficulties and challenges. It's a lot. There's a reason why you see relatively few guys go uh, television to radio to writing because as you move down that way, everything gets more difficult. When I write an article, it's me sitting in front of a computer screen all by myself with nobody else to work with me. When I do radio, a lot of it's me sitting down doing it almost entirely on my own compared to TV where there's tons of people working with me all the time, giving me stats, sending me things, saying, hey, have you considered this? TV is by far the easiest. So it's not just a Stephen A. Smith failure here. It's that he's not relying in any way on the massive staff. I'm sure they have dozens 
of people just about who work on first take every day. Uh, Eddie Garcia, when you hear something like this, what do you think? You know, it kind of reminds me of every once in a while you'll watch the local news and they'll try and do a sports story and they'll butcher it. Yeah. And you're, you think to yourself, if they don't, if they can't get this right, something that I know about, all the things that they tell me that I don't know about, how do I know point. they're not getting that wrong it's a either? Great point. Basically, uh, he has no credibility in my eyes whatsoever. None. A dub. When you hear something like this, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's essentially the equivalent of calling Greg Oden a spot-up shooter. I mean, <laughs> if you watch any college football at all, you're going to see at least one Ohio State game, and you will see Dwayne Haskins, and you will realize within a quarter that he is a pocket passer and his threat to run is pretty much non-existent. In fact, you would dream, if you are a defensive coordinator in the Big Ten, of Dwayne Haskins leaving the pocket and trying to run. Like, that would be ideal for you is him scrambling and trying to convert first downs because his danger is standing in the pocket and throwing the football. Uh, Iowa Sam, I mean, this is just, uh, you've never watched an Ohio State game. And by the way, think of all the massive games that Ohio State has played and think about all the opinions Stephen A. Smith probably had during the course of last season on Ohio State. Did they deserve to make the playoff? Is Urban Meyer uh, in, in trouble based on the way the, the off-the-field issues arose? Like, all of these things, to me, it's just evidence of not doing your most basic homework. And look, I get it. I feel like I'm uniquely suited to be able to talk about this because I do 15 hours of radio, national radio. I do five hours of television. I don't think I've ever said anything that dumb. Not to say I don't say dumb stuff because, as Danny G pointed out, it's hard to be great on every different subject particularly when there's so many moving parts and every day there's different stories and everything else. But you at least have to be somewhat well-versed. This would be like me saying about Zion Williamson, uh, you know, I just don't know that he has the physical skills and athleticism to play at the next level. You'd be like, have you ever watched? Did you watch him swat that three-point shot into the third, third row? I mean, it would be evidence that I had never seen Zion Williamson play if I came on and I just said, you know what, I just question if he has the natural athleticism to be able to play at a high level in the NBA. Every single person who has watched Duke play for five minutes would be like, it'd be a record scratch moment. I can't trust that guy's opinion going forward any further. Iowa Sam, are you with me here? Oh, absolutely. If I played word association with uh, Dwayne Haskins, I would say he's a bomber. I mean, he he set he broke Drew Brees' touchdown record for the Big Ten with 50 touchdown passes. But this is kind of the problem with these debate show guys, and Stephen A. Smith is a great reporter, and he, he knows a lot about sports. But this happened a few months ago where he had he talked about some guy who had been traded to another team. He gets sort of the cliff notes things on a lot of things, and he when you have an array of topics, the guy will screw up on things and show that he is massively misinformed on a topic such as this. Yes, I don't I don't know, you know, Dwayne Haskins I'm sure can take off here and there, but he's a bomber. So he got this wrong. He gets informed in notes on a lot of different things, but he said in that clip, I could be wrong here. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're flat out wrong. And so, uh, someone should have been whispering in your ear that, no, we got to scratch that, go to something else. All right, I want to open up the phone lines. I want to hear from you guys out there. I want to ask this question too. We hear a lot about black quarterbacks and the fact that they are stereotyped. If a white guy had said this, would this be a major story? Or do you just write it off and be like, Stephen A. Smith is a clown, and so I'm not necessarily looking for him to be the expert here? Or is this sort of an invidious and insidious stereotype 
that Stephen A. Smith is getting away with, oh, the black guy, he's more of a runner than he is a passer, even though anybody who has watched Dwayne Haskins play knows that this guy is the most prototypical pocket passer of anybody available in the draft this year. This is the most statuesque, stand in the pocket, make reads, and throw the ball down the field. Is it fair to point out that Stephen A. Smith is just relying potentially on a stereotype here and assuming that a black guy is athletic and mobile and you see him as more of a runner? I'm curious, maybe also from the black audience out there, are you giving Stephen A. a pass here? Or if a white guy said this, would you rip him? 877-996-6369. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Products not available in every state. Taking your calls, reacting to Stephen A. Smith saying that Dwayne Haskins is more of a running quarterback. Uh, we got a lot of loaded lines here. Let's dive through also. Take him at the top of hour three in the event that I can't get to everybody. Mike in Modesto, California. What's up, my man? Clay, you pretty much stole my thunder right when you said that. That's exactly what went through my head. He didn't do his homework, and he went right to his stereotype, and he didn't know what he was talking about. And if that was a white guy who said that, there'd be some loser in his mother's basement, social justice warrior, sending out the emails to all the, all the nerdy social justice warrior club, and the guy would have been ripped apart. That it's unacceptable that he did that. Come on, man. Do some homework. I know your specialty is NBA and a little bit of NFL, but do not talk about something that you do not know about because then the people know you're stupid. Thank you for the time, Clay. Yeah, all you have to do is watch one half of an Ohio State game and you would know Dwayne Haskins. One Ohio State full game. They played a lot of big games. Just watch one. Just watch the Michigan game. Rob in Ohio, what's up? Good morning, sir. Um, love your show. Your, your takes are spot on, and, he, and you're the type of guy that would say, hey, I might be wrong. Stephen A., if he said, I might be wrong, would say, but I'm not. And <laughs> as a 60-year-old man, as a 60-year-old man in Central Ohio, like the other guy said, look, if you're watching the game, Haskins does not run, and the takes are inflammatory. I think the hyperbole of his, of all of his takes to rile, rile the audience up to get ratings or whatever. It's not informative. It's not fact-based. And that's what's great about your show. And you have a lot of converse, sir. Keep up the good work. Later. I appreciate that. Look, there are lots of things I say that many of you out there can hear and be like, I think Clay Travis is totally wrong about that. But I think there are very, very few things where the very basis of my opinion you couldn't accept off the jump. And that's one of the, that's the kind of, you got to just pass the eye test to use a cliche. Does this argument pass the eye test? If you've watched Dwayne Haskins play at all, the answer is no. The guy threw for almost 5,000 yards, over 50 touchdowns, whatever the heck it was. He ran for around 100 yards, and all of those were short scrambles. They weren't designed runs. I'm going to keep taking your calls on this. We'll also dive in if you're just waking up to the AAF as well as we'll talk to our guy Alex Marvez about all of this and more. All that's still to come in Hour 3. Hope your Monday is going well. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Poll question up. Nearly 21,000 of you voted during the course of today's show. Did you watch any of the AAF, the new minor league football game this weekend? 60% of you said yes. Again, nearly 21,000 of you weighing in. Uh, you know what? I have not heard a lot of weighing in. Everybody and their mother wanted to hit me when the Lakers and Rondo hit that jumper to win by a point over the Celtics. And everybody was all fired up about how good the uh, how good the Lakers looked with LeBron James coming back. You know what I haven't heard a lot of? Since the Lakers got their ass kicked this weekend, yesterday by the 76ers, I haven't heard a lot of Laker talk. Let's cue the music, boys. It's time for L.A. Braun. L.A. Braun. I got, I got, I got, I got. From the first show in the country to predict hashtag future Laker. Instead of three hours of it, Clay Travis captures all the mania in three minutes. LeBron has picked up the circus tent and it has followed him wherever he has gone. I told you the win over the Celtics was fool's gold. And I told you it was fool's gold because for some reason the Lakers came out and they couldn't miss a three-point shot. They shot 54% from the floor against the Celtics. The best they've ever done in the history of their franchise in terms of makes. I think they were like 22 of 41, if I'm not mistaken. Well, guess what happened going up against the Philadelphia 76ers just a couple of days later The Lakers couldn't make anything from outside. They shot just 10 for 27, which is about what they've been shooting all season long. And as a result, they got whipped. They lost by 23 points. They are now pretty substantially out of the playoffs. Probably will beat the Hawks. Defend your boys. Well, last week you predicted that they are not going to make the playoffs at all. Are you still standing by that? Okay. That's fine. You're just sounding like a whiner because of the money you lost on that Celtics game. But you realize no. But even before I lost the money on the Celtics, even before I lost the money on the Celtics, I said that the Lakers were not going to make the playoffs, and I said that that game was fool's gold because it was not representative overall. And by the way, the Celtics gave up an even bigger lead to the Clippers over the weekend. Yeah, after Kyrie went down with a knee injury. They were up 28, I think, in that game or whatever the heck it was. I think the Lakers will come back and they'll beat the Atlanta Hawks. So let's let's stop right there. You predicted also that the Celtics were going to win the East. So is that changing now? No, Kyrie's okay. I still think the Celtics are the best team in the East. They're more dysfunctional than the Lakers. Well, they're also better. They're more dysfunctional. No, no, no one is more dysfunctional than the Lakers. You go LeBron, back and forth on NBA so bad. You're LeBron starting, is on. I never thought that you would pull a Ben Maller when it came to the NBA, but now you're turning into an official, legit Laker hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just a realistic person. LeBron almost had a triple-double and didn't even play that many minutes. He was on the bench. Yeah, they lost by 23. I understand. Once he's engaged and he's into the game the way he was in that Celtics game, you realize that he can single-handedly get a team into that eighth spot, right? First of all, I hope the Lakers make the playoff and get into that eighth spot because I want the Warriors to beat them by 50 in every game and humiliate them. The Lakers humiliated the Warriors in Oakland without LeBron. Well, LeBron hurt his groin in that game. Right. 
but they finished that game by blowing out the Warriors. So if they've already proven that they that, could beat the Warriors. If you think that the Warriors in the regular season is anything like the Warriors in the postseason, we could make that same argument for LeBron. LeBron in the postseason is a completely different player than he is on cruise control in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, when he gets to play against the Eastern Conference teams. Laker fans, just listen to me right now. Don't get your hopes oh, up. Where's the crying? Stop effect. being the most delusional You're not getting fan your gambling base money in America. Back. You got your ass kicked by the 76ers, and you should have gotten your ass kicked by the Celtics, too. Whenever you go up against good teams, LeBron's going to leave the court crying. There you go. That's LeBron. <laughs> no, that's James you losing money court. on another NBA bet. No, I, I will talk. Got some NBA bets coming up on Lock It In later today. Lakers dead. Uh, I love all of you. My name is Clay Travis. Download the podcast. We'll be live tomorrow. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.